episode 161 an easy and proven way to increase your income 10 times you're listening to the game changers with jason jennings leadership lessons in speed productivity growth innovation and reinvention now here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker jason jennings and your host dale dixon Welcome to the Game Changers. I'm your host, Dale Dixon. Each and every week with a million listens and downloads, we talk to Jason Jennings, the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and USA Today bestselling author of eight books on leadership, growth, innovation, speed, and reinvention. And as always, good to see you, Jason. Uh, Hello, Professor. Uh, How are you? (laughs) And I understand that you uh, also uh, got to Aloha Land uh, earlier this week. Yeah, I've been been in Hawaii recently, so it's always it's always good to be there. But let's be clear, you were working in Hawaii, correct? I, I, I got one short evening walk on on Waikiki and that was it. The that rest of the time it. it was work. Yeah. Well, Lots unusual, of work. Uh, unusual for me. I uh, had a week off the road, which really feels good. Uh, when, uh, see, I say it feels good, but then if I didn't have upcoming travel right away, I'd feel bad. I'm the guy that says I'm addicted to jet fuel. And uh, I mean, if I had to go more than about 10 days without walking down the jetway and being slapped in the face by the smell of that jet fuel, I mean, I'd, I'd be a, uh, an unhappy camper, to say the least. I do like that smell. It makes me smile every time I catch a whiff of it. So well, I'm, it I'm right there with you. And, and you know why it, makes me, why it makes me smile and why I'm addicted to the smell? Because it means you're going someplace, you're about to do something. And, Absolutely. And that's always great. All right. So uh, you recently came across some information that completely blew your mind, you say. All right. So uh, I'm all in to working on the new book. And uh, <clears throat> this week, I wanted, as I was writing, I wanted to verify a piece of information. And so I quickly went to Google, and I accidentally, in the Google search bar, typed the wrong thing. I don't know if this has happened to you, but it led me to something absolutely fascinating. And, and here it is. And it's so big that I'm going to say it, and I'm just going to let it sink in and get your reaction. According to the AARP, uh, the American Association of Retired People, 83% of Americans have in place a plan for dying. Well, that led me on my next search to what percentage of American people have a plan and goals in place for living. Now, the University of Scranton, the Harvard Business School, lots of sources. The number is 3%. So 83% of all people have in place a plan for dying, but only 3% have in place a plan for living. What's what's your reaction to that? Did they... (laughs) I'm surprised... I'm not surprised that the goal number is as low as it is. I'm sorry to say, but study human behavior. I am surprised for how high the death plan is. What constitutes a plan for dying? I guess the plan for dying is the distribution of assets. Who's going to get what? Where are you going to be buried? Are you going to be cremated? What are the religious services going to be? Or do you want no services whatsoever? Uh, uh, A plan to to put the posting uh, online or in a newspaper or something. And so that constitutes a plan for dying. So 83% 83 of adults have a plan for dying, but only 3% of adults have a plan for living. So now what... 
I, I, I sat here like a stunned mullet. <laughs> I did. Because it's so ridiculous. I mean, you're dead. Who cares? I mean, who cares? I mean, so what is this preoccupation with a plan for dying, but not having a plan for living? So then I'm like a dog with a bone. So I start digging deeper and deeper and deeper. And I came up with the following. Now, listen to this one. Um, they, they took a, a graduating class of MBA students at Harvard. And here's what they discovered when they interviewed them. 3%, again, par for the course, 3% of MBA graduates or people completing their MBA at Harvard had a plan that was written down with some specific goals. 3%. 13% had a vague idea of what they wanted to do or had a vague idea of some goals, but they didn't write it down. And 84% didn't have a clue, I mean, as to what they were going to do or where they were going to go. So that's pretty interesting. 3% had a written plan with goals. 13% had some idea of some goals or a plan. And 84% had nada. All right. Now, here's what's fascinating. Dale, they went back. 10 years later, they went back and interviewed these same people. Here's what they discovered. The 13% of all people who had some vague idea of what they wanted to do or some vague idea of a plan but hadn't written it down were earning double the income of the 84% who had no idea what they wanted to do. But now listen to this. The 3% of MBA students who had a plan, had written it down and had goals, were earning 10 times as much as everybody else. (laughs) Think about the importance of that. Think about the significance of that. Basically, it says, and I mean, hence, I understand the title I gave this week's podcast may, may sound like some to be a bit hyperbole or a bit of an exaggeration, but, but there it is. Harvard MBA students with a plan with goals, 3% of them earning 10 times what all of their classmates were earning. So you put those two things together, that 80, 83% of adults have a plan for dying, only 3% have a plan for living. And then you take a look at that Harvard study and you go, what in the world is going on? Why don't people uh, have goals? Why don't they have a plan? I know that the biggest part of my year are those last couple of weeks of December when I'm off the road. And I mean, I am drafting the plan for the next year. I mean, very, very specific plan. I mean, how many times I'm going to be in the gym, what my waist is going to be. I mean, uh, how many pounds I'm going to weigh, how many times a week I'm going to eat certain foodstuffs, how many speeches I want to do, where I'm going to go with a book. I mean, how much money I'm going to save or, or, or invest. I mean, I, I begin every year. I can't even imagine living without a very specific plan. So I started asking myself, and we'll get to how you do a plan in a few minutes because it's 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 very easy. But I, I so I jotted down the and I, I'd like everybody watching or listening to ask themselves if you're among the ninety percent of all people who don't have a written plan with specific goals, is it what are the following reasons apply to you? I think that some people were never taught. I think that so I'm gonna go easy on those people who were not taught. If you lived in a household I mean, where everything was just one grand melee and uh, and your parents didn't plan and just took it one day at a time waiting for the next punch, I mean, to hit them. I, I understand if you don't grow up with a plan, you probably uh, are not going to know anything about planning. What about lazy? Uh, you got to be pretty lazy not to have a plan. Uh, afraid to fail? 
I mean, does, does that ring a bell with some of our listeners? Some people think it's too late to start. And when anybody thinks it's too late to start, I remember about Mary Kay, who started Mary Kay Cosmetics in her late 40s. I think about Colonel Sanders, who started Kentucky Fried Chicken in his 60s. I, I think of these legions of people who didn't even get going until they were in their 60s, not prepared to put in the effort, fear of change, spoiled or entitled, or in my case, I can tell you what it's been. I mean, why I always have a plan um, and why I always stick to my plan, because I'm afraid of failing. And so I think sometimes having a good modicum of fear is a, is a real good thing. I mean, how would you live with yourself if you had a plan and goals and, and then didn't achieve it? So I, I always have some fear I'm not going to achieve my goals. So I just want people to think about which of those apply to them, because it's got to be one of them as, as to, or I don't know, are you just too comfortable? And uh, things are bouncing along. You think that because things are bouncing along now, they're going to continue to bounce along for the rest of time. I guess that's an attitude of entitlement. So those are some of my thoughts. And so, um, so what's your reaction? <laughs> I th- immediately thought of the 80-20 rule as far yes. as when you look at the, uh, the Harvard study and the fact that you've got basically 80% of the people without a plan, 20% either have a vague idea or a plan. And when you look at from vague idea to a firm plan, the incredible, almost exponential improvement of their income is significant. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. So let's talk a little bit about uh, a a plan. I think a plan constitutes uh, five W's, five W's. Uh, The first W is this. So it'll be very easy to remember. Number one, where are you? I mean, first of all, you just have to give a hard look at where you are in regards to something. Uh, And uh, don't be delusional, as, as a lot of people are. Where am I? And let's use weight loss. Uh, let's say uh, you're at 210 pounds. All right. So, uh, you know, that's, that's where you're at. Where do you want to go? You want to go to 180 pounds. All right. So, and then uh, when do you want that to happen? Well, I would like to hap- happen in a year. And then you ask the question, W, what's it going to take? I mean, how am I going to do this? You've got to break it down. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. So if you want to lose 30 pounds over the course of a year, you're roughly talking about three quarters of a pound a week. I mean, and so, so that's what, and, and then the next thing is, so what's it going to take? And, and most people have one of two things. You've got time or you've got money. Those are the two resources that most people have. So how much time are you willing to commit to your plan or how much money are you willing to commit to your plan? And then f- number five, write it down and look at it every single day. What could be easier than doing analysis of where you are, what you want to be, when you want to get there, what are you willing to put into it, and then writing it down and following it. And uh, so now I think what we've covered off is uh, they always say the proof of the pudding is in the tasting. Well, I think we've delivered the proof. People with a plan and specific goals far outperform people who don't, up to 10 times the annual income of people who don't have a plan. Uh, most people have a plan for dying. I mean, why would you have a plan for dying when you don't have one for living? Uh, I think we've talked about the reasons that some people don't plan, and now we've explained to people how to put together a plan. It's very simple. So questions or what do you want to talk about? I would say these, the steps are really important because it's so easy for us to start at number one and say, I want to 
I want to lose the 20 pounds, whatever it is. I want to be this place. I want to take a vacation here. I want to have this position. But the real question is, after you work through those, are you willing to do the work to get to the end goal? Because all of us can imagine the end goal, but the really hard question and the hard work comes in, am I willing to do what it takes to get there? And those, the rest of the five questions help wrap my mind around I'm willing to do the work to get there. Yes. And what I would suggest is this. I mean, if you decide here's where I am, here's where I want to be or what I want to accomplish. Here's when I want to get it done. Here's what it's going to take. If you find out that what it's going to take is just too much for you, then I guess either you really didn't want to accomplish it or you better scale down your ambitions a little bit. I mean, exactly. uh, so let's differentiate between somebody having high hopes and somebody actually saying, I mean, I, I want to retire at this age. This is how much money it's going to take. This is what I'm willing to put into it and review it every single day. Um, so I guess my thought is, and this is going to sound terribly judgmental, but I mean, I don't know. It seems to me there's just a lot of people taking up space and using oxygen and just bopping along and uh, who are just never going to get to achieve the things that they want to achieve when achieving what they want to achieve is is so easy. And um, my final thought, and I'll toss it back to you, is this. I, I, I remember early in my career, uh, I'd, I'd achieved some modicum of success. And uh, my mother had a chat with me one day, and she said, uh, uh, don't get cocky. Just get down on your knees every night and give thanks uh, that everybody else isn't doing the exact same thing that you are, the exact same way that you're doing it. Or guess what? You probably wouldn't be you are where you are, and there'd be a hell of a lot more competition. So... Um, But you know us, what we're committed to is leading people, I mean, to their full potential. I mean, how can you be led to your full potential? I mean, if you don't start with a plan. Absolutely. So that's, you know, to mom's point, showing up is 90% of the game. And when you show up with a plan, you're so far ahead of the competition, you really do differentiate yourself and put yourself on a path to success because you are doing what others aren't willing to do. Yeah, yeah. You can immediately, today, you can immediately become one of the three percenters, by one of the top three percenters by deciding to have a plan, analyzing where you are, where you want to be, when you want to get there, what it's going to take, writing it down, and religiously, religiously looking at it and, and reviewing it every single day. And I will also say this, um, let's cut people some slack. Sometimes plans change. Uh, you know, the enemy of uh, perfect uh, is good. And uh, or, so, or the enemy of good is perfect, I guess, is what the saying is. So no plan has to be perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect. And, and plans can change. But if you have the discipline to use those five W's all the time and all of you going forward, you're going to be in the top 3% of performers. Just like that. Fantastic. All right. Thank you for that. And... Uh, just one more time. Where are you? Where do you want to be? When do you want, when do you want it to happen? What will it take time and money? Write it down and look at it daily. Those are the five steps from Jason Jennings. And they're oh so simple to do. You just got to get off your butt and say, I'm going to get these things done, but it sure makes 
Man, and, and and let me say one other thing. It just gives you such a sense of accomplishment when you can just tick off the box and say, I got that one done. Tick off another box and say, I got that one done. Tick off the box and say, I I got that one done. Uh, it gives you such a sense of of fulfillment and, 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 and being proud of yourself for having accomplished something. So... Uh, I hope uh, I hope many people watching or listening will uh, uh, start planning for something other than dying. <laughs> Thank you for the kick in the pants. Just what we needed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that, I'll close this out and tell our listeners, Jason Jennings is the author who USA Today calls one of the three most in-demand business speakers in the world. You can learn how to your group or company can have Jason keynote your next event. Visit the website, jason-jennings.com. Any final words for us? Um, you know, you, you, you said something to me when we were doing a podcast a couple of weeks ago and, uh, and, and it was one of it was probably the nicest thing that you've ever said to me. You said something about the fact that uh, it's so cool that uh, as I'm out there traveling and doing things, I'm, I'm open to new experiences. And I've really, I've really thought about that a lot the last couple of weeks as, as to why some people are just um, so much about themselves or just going through their day-to-day routine that they just don't open themselves to uh, saying hello to somebody. You're going out of the way to do something. Uh, I was off the road this week, as I told you, and yesterday I, I went to the gym. And as I came out of the gym, I, I saw this elderly lady just walking around the parking lot, Just and I pulled up alongside her, and I said, uh, you have a problem? And she said, I can't find my car. And I said, well, jump in, jump in. We'll find it together. And she said, well, I'm quite certain it's down there. So we drive down there and we drive back here. And I said, I think it's over there. She said, no, I know I wasn't over there. I said, well, let's go check it anyway. And I mean, it was uh, over there. <laughs> and she was frantic. And she said, I'm going to have to call my husband. And I said, is he a nice man? She said, he's a not a nice man at all. And I'm going to be in lots of trouble. And we finally found, but ended up having this wonderful conversation, having made a friend and I don't know. I just, my, my final thought is just get out there and, and have some new experiences every day. There's, uh, as, as my friend, uh, Tony Hutchby from uh, New Zealand told me over the years, he said, uh, uh, you know, we're a long time in a box. So get out there and make some memories and, and you really can't make memories without engagement. So that's the final word from here today. Absolutely. And I will just, I'll pile on when you do die, it's the impact you make on others that matters the most. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much. Have us thinking and have us uh, acting as well. So this is the Game Changers, the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. Go out and make a plan and look at it and live it this week. You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.